ain't no regular Taz show. It's the Friday Throwback Snack. <laughs> Friday Throwback Snacks? Mm-hmm. Every Friday, Taz takes an inside look at a classic match. <laughs> this is how you kick off a weekend. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. What up? What up, kids? Welcome to the Taz Show Friday Throwback Snack. Throwback Snack Jones. Throwback Snack City, as they say, kids. Yeah. Got a good one for you on tap this one. One that wasn't hyped and pushed and talked about for decades. This one was not. And it was uh, a dandy. A match I enjoyed by two guys that I respect immensely. In Stone Cold Steve Austin and the great Muta of uh, worldwide fame. Both men, legendary figures, guys from my prime, uh, from my generation, who uh, I respect uh, greatly. I've been a fan of both their work greatly. So I'll get into this in a second here. Uh, la 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 la. Thank you, everybody, for downloading this episode of The Taz Show. You did that on iTunes or Spotify or the TuneIn. And I appreciate it. Maybe you went to the radio.com app and checked it out or tazshow.com, which I apologize because rumor has it the other day there were some issues with the tazshow.com, which is a connection or an annex from radio.com, which, as you guys know, There has been nothing but issues for three years and counting. The tech people there need to be brought into a small room, what yours truly, when I was in my prime. So, small room for a chat. Let's leave it at that. But I digress. But thank you, everybody, for uh, basically, um, you know, checking out the show. And before I get rolling with that, I want to say thank you for the big time special. Um... For those that maybe missed Thursday's live Taz show, if you, uh, you know, I just want to let bring it up right now. The Royal Rumble post show that I did on CBS Sports Radio and on uh, WFAN, WJFK, all these other you know, terrestrial big broadcast radio stations that uh, all over the United States, streaming worldwide. It was on Facebook Live, on my Facebook, uh, The Taz Show, on uh, Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. So, it was a big success, guys, and thanks to you guys. And I mean that. I mean that. You know what? I just can't thank you enough. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And because um, without you guys supporting what I do, it, it wouldn't be done. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be rolling for as, as long as it's been. So that Royal Rumble special uh, did some kick-ass numbers. And, you know, I don't normally talk about numbers, but it did well. It definitely had well over 150 downloads. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, anyway, so, uh, but yeah, I wanted to thank everybody for that. It was great, and I want to thank Seth because, uh, you know, he uh, he um, he deals with me on shows like that, and I want to thank uh, uh, Stu, was the producer of that, a, a gentleman who works for CBS Sports Radio, who did a great job, and uh, and they had a couple different board ops jumping in and out of there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I want to thank the guys for that, uh, and, and definitely uh, Mr. Spitz, Mr. Chernoff, and all the other big bosses there at CBS Sports Radio and WFAN because we use the studios there. So, um, and I were actually worked in the. I don't know if I said this during a special. I might not have because it was like the Royal Rumble was so much going on. I actually did that special, that post-show Royal Rumble gimmick, um, the exact same studio that Moose and I work in every morning 
which uh, is Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Every day, a little plug Jones, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern for you punks out there. If you're not familiar with it, get on it. You ain't got to be a sports fan to love it. Uh, kicking ass, taking names. That's how we do it, kids. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I was talking about uh, this throwback snack will be um, from it would be uh, Steve Austin versus the great Muda. Now, it, Stone Cold Steve Austin was not Stone Cold at this time. He was stunning Steve Austin, blonde hair Jones, and um, against the great Muta, Gary Hart in the house. And this was from 1994, Spring Stampede WC Dub. Yeah, so uh, now you might want to, when you get ready, I, because before I get to it, I'll I'll go to break like I normally do, and then come back from break, and we'll rock and roll into the match. This is on the uh, WWE Network. So, and I believe, don't hold me to this, if you scan forward around 49 minutes, I could be wrong, I should have wrote this down, I didn't, roughly 49 minutes into the show of Spring Stampede 1994, which, again, I got this on the WWE Network, not YouTube's, um, I think it was 49 minutes, but just go to this match uh, with Steve Austin and, uh, and um, the Great Muda. So, uh, again, this match wasn't like a match that was like hyped all over the place you know like i you know it caught my eye when i was just you know I, most of the times i i do these and i'll uh, going forward i will do my best effort to do most of matches that let's say are on youtube as opposed to uh ww network because i know some folks don't have ww network and if you don't have one if you don't have it then you could just listen along to me uh talk about this match you might not need to watch it i don't, I don't know how maybe i gotta pull up see how many people actually watch the match while I discuss stuff in the match, so uh, in this little snack throwback gimmick deal. So, but again, this match with Austin and Muda was not a match that a lot of people talked about. I mean, not that I remember anyway. Um, doesn't mean it wasn't excellent. It was. Was this like a classic, unbelievable ten star match? No, but um, it's two workers that are money workers that are excellent athletes that worked an aggressive, tough style. Uh, physical style that were two of the best ever. You know, I mean, and that's not an overstatement between Austin and the Great Muda. So um, that's why to me it jumped out. You know, I mean, I thought it was something that would be something different, something cool. You know, uh, different than uh, than maybe a more current New Japan uh, match, uh, like I just did with Knock last week and Abushi. Something, you know, it's not like that, or the legendary hype and and behind Steamboat and Savage, you know, that kind of deal, or the legendary feud like Abdullah and and Bruiser Brody, like I did. You know, this, this, but these are two legendary workers in their own right, in in Steve and and Muda, and um, and they locked horns. Uh, at Spring Stampede, nineteen ninety four. So, um, I, I, you know, I enjoyed the match. I actually, uh, um, I watched it probably about two weeks ago. Not the whole match. The first couple of minutes, maybe first minute actually. And I'm like, okay, I got to do a throwback snack on this, and I stopped watching it so I can give a little more feel to it. So, uh, when I'm doing it on the, on the snack gimmick here, so that's the deal on that. So. Uh, so that that'll uh, that'll happen here in a few minutes, and and uh, I hope you guys dig it because it's definitely going to be uh, uh, fun to do. And I, and you know, you guys, uh, I think you guys are feeling these throwback snacks. I think so. You know, I got to get some feedback from you guys on it. I don't get enough feedback on it. I know it's getting good numbers. I'm not getting a lot of feedback. I mean, I think people just used to me giving giving content. You know, so your boys just pumping out content no nonstop. I don't play games. I'm running the game. You guys know that. You, you guys are, are, are familiar with this. 
Well, first and foremost, I got to let you guys know before I go to break, uh, the support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a gigantic role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, it's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for yourself and for your family. So whether you're looking to get your first home, your 10th, your 100th, it don't matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision. Okay, that's the best part. It's convenient, it's trusted, the people involved with putting this together are experts, and they make sure it's simple at a touch of a button for you guys. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com TAZ. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NLMR, take two. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. I think I get that right. I've only done this uh, love for uh, Rocket Mortgage about 3,000 times on the Taz Show. Because they support me, therefore you should support Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. That's the thing. Because they, like all advertisers on the Taz Show, they make the show free. So punk poppin' peas, punk jobbers like you people... Get the content for free. All right, look, that's the deal. Go to break, come back from break, and we'll get right into the great Muda versus Stunning Steve Austin. Spring Stampede, 19, Spring Stampede 1994. This was on WWE Network, about 49 minutes in. All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Sit tight, kids. Be right back. All right, we're back here. We're back. We're back. All right, yeah. Back, 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 city, back. Get ready to rock and roll. Go into this awesome uh, contest for the U.S. title from back in the day. Spring Spring Stampede, WCW, 1994. Stunning Steve Austin versus the one and only, the great Muta. Uh, Yeah, this, um, this match... Didn't get a lot of hype as years went on. Steve Austin, as you guys know, uh, went on to be arguably the biggest star in the history of pro wrestling and sports entertainment in Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you didn't know that, you got to get out from underneath that rock because it's going to hurt if you stay there too much longer. But at this time, Stone Cold Steve Austin was not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was stunning Steve Austin. He had hair and everything, and he was working for WCW, and as time went on, he was very disgruntled, and I've heard the stories uh, why he was disgruntled, and and you know the stories of he got fired via a uh, fax from Eric Bischoff, if that's all true, and I'm, I'm not saying no one's lying, but um, so, but who knows? The, it's not about that. It's about the great Muda right now and stunning Steve Austin, so um I'm checking out this uh, this great entrance here from Spring Stampede uh, during that n- time in 1994. This great entrance by the great Muda, who had I got to tell you, um, I met Muda a few times in in my career and stuff. We've crossed paths a little bit. Never worked with him, but 
always was a big fan of this guy's work. How could you not be? Tremendous worker. But his gear that he wore to the ring, like his swag, was uh, legit. I mean, he's got this red thing on with flames on it, this jacket with a big spider web gimmick schnabitz on the back, and a, some kind of a, a headdress gimmick where you can't see his face. It's just that mystique about him. And then, you know, I'm sure he's painted up when he rips the, the, uh, the gimmick off. And right now they're going into, and I'm watching this, so if you want to watch along with me, you can. Uh, um, they're going into Steve Austin uh, with uh, Colonel Parker, uh, his second stunning Steve Austin coming out. You know, Steve's got that U.S. title, seems to be in great shape as always. Steve always an avid guy who trained his ass off, as was Muda. Steve's got the hair, got the blonde hair. He's a handsome devil, I'll tell you that son, bitch. Handsome devil. So uh, <laughs> I love Steve. But, uh, yeah, he's got the vest on. He just flipped somebody off, too. Look at that. I thought I was the first guy to flip somebody off on TV. Let me go backtrack and see if he just, again, he's not Steve Austin. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin here. No, he didn't. He did not flip the guy off. Hold on. Let me triple check this one more time, Jones, because I've said publicly that I believe I was the first guy to flip somebody off. He did not flip him off. Okay. He holds up. He takes off the U.S. title. Then he turns his back to the hard camera, and he, it looks like he flips off the people facing the hard camera, but he puts the number one up like I'm number one. So I still stand behind my story. That I'm the first guy to use the middle finger on TV towards you, the fans. What a nice guy. Uh, but whatever. I'm, I, I don't know. I think that's true. Regardless, um, people are fired up in the arena for this match. Nick Patrick, a great referee, is about to referee the sun gun. And, um, and look, at you got to look at two guys in Muda and Steve Austin as two guys during that time. Obviously, in their prime, um, Muda coming here to the United States from Japan uh, made a big splash. Uh, was working for New Japan for forever, and um, and both guys similar in size. I you know um, I you know I'm a big fan of that. That helps lead to really good matches. Both Steve and Muda stand roughly in that six foot two range. You know, probably at that time maybe 250, 240 pounds ish, somewhere in that world. Uh, both guys highly athletic. Steve Austin rocking black trunks, black knee pads, and black boots with a white sole when he did the whole stone cold gimmick he got rid of that patent leather got rid of those white laces got rid of that white sole the sole of your boots important guys uh the sole of your boot gives your boot a different look i was obsessed with that kind of stuff but that's a whole nother topic and mood is rocking rocking red uh red paint red uh, long those karate type pants he wore those gi pants with red Old school, ripped up, old school, not ripped up, wrestling, broken in wrestling boots. The Japanese, uh, they, their boots that they get in Japan are a lot lighter weight. I don't know how it is now, but I know back in the day or during that heyday, they were a lot thinner thinner leather, the, uh, the boots that the Japanese athletes wore. I had a pair of them in black and orange. Actually, I had them made while I was in Japan. Someone had them done for me. I love those boots. I didn't wear them that much here in America, but they, they were a little too short. They got made them too low for me, but they were badass. They were black and orange. I don't wonder if I still got those son of a guns. I don't know. But uh, both these guys here, Steve Austin and, uh, and um, Muda, they are uh, basically working on a top wrist lock reversal. They're both struggling, old school chain wrestling, fighting for positioning. You don't see much of this that much anymore, especially in WWE. And then Muda's got himself a nice headlock on Steve, and, and Steve brings him to the ropes waiting for the referee to break the hold. So, you know, they're starting off slow, which is 
proper psychology. Both of these men came up in the industry the right way. They understand proper pacing, especially during that era. You know, you did not need to go into rushing, uh, rushing into stuff. Um, but that was a nice double leg right there. You know, Steve Austin went to lock up, dipped shoulder, double legged uh, Muda and stomped on his belly a little bit and then give him a couple of, uh, give him a punch to the face. Now he's got himself a headlock. So now they're starting to move a little bit. And you can see the pacing here, the, the running spot uh, between, uh, if you're watching, between Austin and Muda. And it ends up with Muda getting Steve Austin in a abdominal stretch. So. Um, again, they did you a little flurry. They give you a little flurry of high speed running. I think it was a tackle drop down spot and to a nice abdominal stretch. And now Steve looks like he's going for a reversal here, but Muda counters it with an elbow. And now kind of, uh, they broke everything up and both men, it's kind of a downtime in the mat, not downtime, but it's just like a chill moment where both men aren't engaged physically with each other, and it's a good way for the audience to absorb it, for the announcers to reset, because it's still early in the match. So smart by both guys. They haven't gotten into the meat of the match, and they're keeping Muda in this match on the upper hand of the heel. Steve Austin's the heel, even though they're in America. And um, Muda, nice schoolboy. Muda is the uh, is the babyface in this matchup, and a nice headlock takedown by uh the Muda, a uh, great Muda on uh, Steve Austin. You know, headlock takedown is a move that's not um, talked about enough by wrestling announcers. You're not going to hear much anybody in WWE talk about basic moves like a top wrist lock or an abdominal stretch or a headlock takedown. You know, a headlock takedown is a move that, when done properly, is a really sweet, quick move. Unfortunately, it's it's begun became just a transitional move now, but it's actually a really cool move. And if you're in a shoot fight with someone, you can actually believe it or not use it um, because the way you step through and take the guy over, it's actually uh, doable in a straight fight. Uh, and they're working his headlock where Muda's got all his weight. If you're watching it, you notice how he's got his uh, left leg flat, slat, uh, flat down on the mat. Muda does, and his foot was his right foot was on the mat. That's proper positioning. And now Steve gets out of it by a back suplex done properly and goes for a cover, but Muda's able to kick out. So now Steve looks like he's going in for a nice vertical suplex, maybe or something. But uh, uh, Muda blocks it. So you know, again, using good strength in the legs and Muda reverses the suplex and Steve's a big guy and well done and then Muda does that quick elbow he does that's patent great Muda off the ropes that quick spinning type of not spinning but like he he, jer he uh, jerks his body around like it's phenomenal and then he goes back Muda does to the side headlock takedown that my friends is excellent old school store physical storytelling old school Pro wrestling. Now, Muda is wrestling uh, American style, and that's what would made Muda so great. He could work back in the day, Japanese strong style, shoot with you a little bit too if you want, or come to America and fit in during that time and work American style pro rest. And that's, that's what he did so well, Muda. He was such a chameleon. He could work any style anywhere he worked in the world. And that's why the guy made so much money and became such a big star and why everybody wanted to book him. You know, he, and I remember during that time, like he was the hot, hot, hot guy to get booked, uh, you know, anywhere, 
everywhere in the world like and he made a lot of money and did really well because he just he, he there was never a problem with him and he he was able to work any style a lot of guys can't do that you know and and he was able to do that um now they're running around per quick kid doing a couple tackle drop down spots leapfrog drop kick by the great muda and he's waiting for steve to get up <laughs> he's funny man and he goes back to the headlock takedown so what they're doing is basic storytelling here and then the the the, the normal counter um, from a headlock, when a guy has you in a headlock on the mat, is a head scissor for you. And we just saw Steve Austin. Now he has Muda in that head scissor. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's this is basic storytelling, and it's what you need to do. Uh, back then, it's it's if you didn't, if you worked too much of a, um, how do I word this? If you went against the grain too much in your style, you would catch a little heat. You You wouldn't get booked. He'd be looked at as, ah, he's hard to deal with, or ah, he's dangerous, or ah, he doesn't know what he's doing, ah, he's going against the grain, because there was a certain uh, structure and layout of how guys did matches back then, and it worked. So a lot of promoters and bookers worldwide, not worldwide, nationwide, didn't want that changed up, and and that that lasted for quite some time. Um, and it's still there to a degree, but not as much. It's still a similar foundation as it was years ago, but it's not the same. I don't want to get too much behind the curtain, uh, behind the pulling back the curtain too much. Now Steve Austin got out of the ring. He's killing some time, walked around the ring, ran over to Colonel Parker, uh, keeping his heat because he's keeping that separation from Muda. Muda was smart, didn't go out after him. Now they're going back to the middle here, and they're, they're going to a lockup, and now Steve gets himself some handful of trunks and goes for a roll-up and into a drop toe hold. And floats over to a front headlock. So, and now now it's counter into an arm bar. Um, I'm sorry, into a uh, nice arm lock, hamlock by uh, the great Muda on the mat, <clears throat> to which Steve Austin just tapped and didn't realize he tapped because there was no thing, no such thing as tap out then. So he was tapping the mat, but he didn't give up and the ref didn't even flinch. The announcers, nothing because it wasn't a thing then. Um, I think the guy talking to you right now might have brought that forward with ECW back today, but I humbly say that, maybe not so humbly, but you get my drift. Uh, but yeah, the tap out thing wasn't around back then, but Steve's still tapping. He's just in pain. He's selling. Uh, yeah. And you got the great Bobby Heenan on commentary, uh, the late great Bobby Heenan and Tony Schiavone sitting there with him. They were a great duo, great team for sure. So, um, you know, Steve Austin selling as a heel. They're keeping Muda. They've yet to go into the heat where you know, uh, Steve has the heat on Muda here because he's it's coming. I don't know what spot they're going to do, but I'm going to let you know when it happens. Uh, <laughs> another drop down. Colonel Parker, here it comes. Colonel Parker grabbed his foot, Muda's foot, and boom, from behind, knee to the spine. Muda goes flying out of the ring. This, I promise, will, the beginning, will be the beginning of the heat. Ref has his back turned, yelling at Austin, uh, and Colonel Parker goes over and starts choking Muda, old school, wrestling heel uh, manager stuff. So now I think we'll get a steady diet here of Steve Austin, stunning Steve Austin, getting his heat on the Muda, and he just came off the apron with a clubbing blow to the back of the head, and this is how we'll get into the heat here. So this is, again, this is, like I said earlier, about a structure, uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't think I'm pulling back the curtain that much. I don't think I'm, well, maybe I am a little bit, but like it, there's a certain certain structure. I had a feeling just watching this and taping a podcast while I talk to you. 
I had a feeling that that heat was coming. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen this match in my life. I'm watching this for the first time with you. Maybe I've seen it when it happened. If I did, Lord knows I don't remember any of it. I don't know who won, nothing. That's how I normally do these little throwback snacks for you. You know, but but um, uh, I felt that that heat was coming, and sure enough, it came. Um, so you got, you got Muda on the outside selling right now, and Steve Austin's in the ring, and they, you know, I guess they got to watch for a count out. Moody gets back in the ring now, so uh, you know Steve's going to keep his heat now, and and Steve's great at this. Steve will not will not let you breathe. He's a, a tough heel, always was, and when he left WCW, came to ECW for a cup of coffee, then went to WWE and became a monstrous, huge star. He really got even better at that. But you know, Steve Austin always was a tremendous worker, always from when he first broke in down in Dallas and working at the Sportatorium in World Class, always was a tremendous hand, always. Uh, Steve Austin, I don't think, gets enough credit for how good of a worker he was. He gets credit for being a big star, cutting great promos, and 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 all the this, this stuff that how big he became with, with the Stone Cold character. But yet his in-ring work, Steve, I'm speaking of, um, underratedly good underratedly good i mean he, he's he's not known enough for how good he is in the ring now again storytelling back to what we saw earlier when they were going into abdominal stretch stuff steve now has an abdominal stretch working on the midsection and back again storytelling how did steve get his heat he got his heat by driving his knee into the spine while his back was turned to muda Muda's spine got hit by the knee, flying knee by uh, uh, Steve. Steve then earlier this is came off the apron, hit him with a club to the back of the um to the back of the back, uh, kept his heat on his back. Storytelling. Now he's working on his back and rib cage with an abdominal stretch. So that's the thing. Usually, if you know, you get heat on a guy, whatever body part that is, you stay on that. It sounds simple, right? You'd be surprised. How many wrestlers don't stay in that lane and don't stay with that story and, and screw that up um, because they get nervous or they forget or they're blown up and tied in the ring and they can't, you know, they can't uh, stay on course and they forget what they're supposed to do. And, man, and again, it's not a script like that. I can tell you that watching these two guys, Austin and, and uh, Muda, I don't know, if they talked about anything in this match, it's not a lot because a lot of the stuff they're doing, they're calling in the ring and they're, they're ad libbing. And again, that's another, I talk about a lot on these things. That's another lost art in the business. Um, you know, it, it's just the, the, the way these guys work. They just, they just winging it and calling it. And Steve is just keeping that heat on tenacious with his covers and Muda keeps kicking out. So the third time he's going for a cover, hooked the leg this time and Muda's still kicking out. This is during the heat still. So, um, excellent match thus far. And I knew it just, that's why I wanted to do. Uh, one of these gimmicks on 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 Austin and Muda, because you don't hear about them working with each other too much, and and not that I did anyway. Maybe because uh, I was, you know, I was working. I was in my prime. That's another reason probably probably why I didn't see this match in 1994. This was I said, so I was already in the beginnings of ECW for one year. So uh, I was trying to find who I was at that time. So um, um, but now we're seeing Muda trying to get a little comeback. On the turnbuckles here with uh, uh, um, with uh, Steve. So Muda was able to hip toss eventually out of the abdominal stretches. And now we're seeing Muda starting to blow a little bit of a hope spot. A little comeback here with throwing some blows and stuff like that. So, oh, but missed the drop kick. So good spot right there. 
And now Steve Austin looks like he's going to an odd spot, the middle of the second rope, not by the buckles. Comes off with a nice flying forearm to a downed mood and goes for a cover. And if you watch how Steve does his covers, he throws his all his weight on the guy, which sucks when you're tired and you're down, but it's a physical game. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, it, again, um, I was talking earlier about tenacious, t- t- tenacity covers and stuff like that. And uh, Steve has done great with that. His career, those little nuances that I've talked a lot about on the Taz show a lot. Nuances are vital. Uh, let me just skip forward a little bit here on this match. We're seeing Muda now. He's uh, looks like he's uh, starting to get some momentum here. Uh, and he, you know, Muda's a guy, another guy like Steve with tremendous cardio. And oh, what a sick backdrop right there. Steve just took a sick bump. Great backdrop. And Muda's cooking uh, cooking up right here. Another drop kick. He, uh, he, Muda also will do a great job with these kicks. Jump and spin kick, back heel kicks, uh, crescent kicks and stuff like that, thrust kicks. Um, great with his feet back in the day. Um, went for a drop kick off the top. Uh, nobody home and landed hard. Steve looking to capitalize here. So, again, basic but simple storytelling, American-style pro wrestling they're doing here. Steve goes off a nice roll-up trying to get a pin, and there's a leg. Uh, it's got a little messy here, kind of. I don't know what's going on. Both guys are on the back, and the ref's not counting. I don't know why. They're both going for a leg lock. Nick Patrick kind of took care of the boys there, to be honest. I don't know what they're saying on commentary. I don't have it on. But um, uh, now Steve is cranking it up here again. A nice reversal, and boom, hot shot Jones. Uh, you know, Austin lands right on his throat. Place is popping for Muda, and Muda uh, is starting to feel it. So I think that's going to be the beginning it's kind of odd. It's going to be beginning of his comeback, which usually it flows fast when a guy throws a comeback. And there's that patented handspring elbow by the great Muda, which back in the day was known as like awesome, like amazing that he did that. Today, it's like a transitional spot for wrestlers. Shows you how important things were back then. That handspring elbow he used to do, Muda, was known as like the, the bomb. Uh, you know, so he, he, you know, again, how things have changed and, and the audience is expecting much more and how, uh, wrestlers are doing much more. And, you know, it sounds great as a fan, but for, for wrestlers, uh, it's tough. It's tough to up the bar. Colonel Parker came in the apron and he got caught with a kick in the face by Muda and he took a big bump. Parker did. Then Steve went to attack Muda for behind him. Steve got backdropped over the top and now Muda. Uh, looks like he was going to do a dive. He's going to do a dive. He's going to do a dive onto both Parker and Austin. Both caught him like a cross body block over the top. And uh, and it looks like the audience is going crazy there. So both heels are down on the outside. Mood is in the middle uh, doing his gimmick chop Jones Schnabitz thing that he used to do. And his paint is basically off his face. So because uh, it's all it's all gone. But um, but, you know, it it. Uh, the, the the thing is what I thought about when I said about catching the guy, about someone catching someone, that's an important thing. You know, you, you, I get upset sometimes when I see that guys aren't getting caught. But if you're not grabbing the guy's body, you know what I mean? Like that's that's you, you guys trusting you. You know, you got to catch him. You know what I mean? You got to catch him. It's important. It's everything. It, it It's the end all be all. It's it's the safety of, uh, you know, the guys trusting you to catch him. 
So I'm just checking out the finish here. So what happened was when Muda backdropped Austin over the top rope, Nick Patrick disqualified Muda. I don't understand that one, but I, <laughs> you know, mid-90s, sometimes the finish is a little funky. It was a little fugazi, but uh, great match, nevertheless, by two greats and great Muda and Steve Austin. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, man. Uh, me talking about a little bit while I watched it, talking to guys. You should, uh, you should uh, definitely check it out, you know? And that's the deal. All right, look, until next time, I'm Taz. You're not. Be good, guys. Talk to you. I left my heart in the city. my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people